Yo, it's Adam Lewis here. I'm here with Sugar Girl Justice. We got another episode of Perplexing Generation. And today's overall topic, we're going to be doing policing, right? Yep, policing. Right. Want to start off with the topic? Or... No, we're starting off with the, the Facebook bands, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're starting off, yeah, we are starting off with the Facebook bands because. I just thought that was like a, a hot button with people. But um, if you guys don't know, basically Facebook instituted a new policy in which they are getting rid of any kind of like hate rhetoric or what they deem as hate rhetoric. So they banned the likes of Alex Jones, uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, um, Milo, that last name that I can't pronounce. I don't know. I don't really believe him. I don't fuck about him. This is being real about the situation. I honestly give a fuck about that dude. So, yeah. So they banned the likes of them. Um, and many people are just like in a in an uproar about it. Um, I don't I don't know. I have a question about that. So are they banning them like their accounts, their personal accounts on the platforms, or are they banning like any of their videos, quotes, things like that? Like, I think it's more of like the accounts that are used to promote these, what is what is considered or deemed rhetoric, rhetoric or views, right? So if you if you have an account and what you're um, spewing hate according to Facebook they are trying to ban it. It's just their definition of what hate is. Um, I don't mind the Alex Jones. I don't like, I don't mind the Milo's, but I think there are two things at play here. Um, One, it's Facebook's definition of what hate is. And while Minister Louis Farrakhan may not have views that agree with, meaning people out community or like some people inside of the black community um i wouldn't necessarily say what he does uh is hate i think it's just more of promoting the black man specifically to um love himself to uplift himself to be better as a human being and stop like relying on other people or other entities to lift to uplift the black man, but the up, but the black man has a right to uplift themselves. As far as Alex Jones and my and the Milos go, um, yes, what they what what yes, what they have is hate rhetoric, but at the same time, it's also misinformation. Like it's not it's it's information that's yeah. not fact based. It's just these are people's opinions. Like, if if I'm not mistaken, at one point in time, Alex Jones said something stupid like, um, the water, they're pumping some kind of chemical into the water. Uh And then it's making people gay. And this is why we have gay frogs. Uh, Something of that nature. I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. I know he says some shit like that just because I started dying laughing when I heard it. Well, but, see, I've heard about something like that, but not from Alex Jones. It was nah, actually from a follower of Minister Louis Farrakhan. Really? By, yeah, a, a brother by the name of Riza Islam was talking about that these gay frogs, but not really uh, gay frogs. It was like 
guess they turn from male to female or something like that. It's this chemical called atrazine. I think he said something about that too. Yeah, it's some chemical called atrazine. Now, I think, I don't know too much about it. I would have to do some research on that. But uh, supposedly there's a, it's, it's a real chemical and they were using it for something else. I'm not sure exactly what for, but it was being like dumped into the water or something like that. And the frogs in that area were, their sex was switching. So uh, I don't know. I'll have to do some research about that. But I've heard that from several other places. And Alex Jones is one of the only people who has gotten into the um, Bohemian Grove and took pictures and things like that. So I don't think his he does have some stuff that's super outlandish and may be at times a little prejudiced. But I don't think he can discredit everything that he's done. Because he no, does release some information that's a little, you know, that's out there that people should pay attention to. I I agree with that sentiment. I don't I don't think everything should be disregarded, but um, I think for me it's more about Facebook's guidelines than it really is about my uh, Alex Jones yeah. and Milo, whatever the fuck his name. I'm just call him Milo. Um, for me personally. I don't mind that information being out there because I'm the type of person where I want to know what people or who people who I disagree with, I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what your mindset is and I want to understand the logic behind it. I'm not one of those people where if I disagree with you, I'm automatically shutting you down just because I understand that while I may disagree with you and I think you're full of shit, I think that everything you're saying isn't something that I I would do or go along with. There are people out there who do, right? And depending upon what it is you're saying, I need to know and understand what is that mindset? Where exactly are you coming from? Or what are your next moves? So I I disagree with the, with the whole banning thing for, for that reason. And also I heard nothing about banning actual like, racist groups like i'm sure the aryan nation might have like a facebook page or something like that or the kkk definitely just but groups like that i didn't hear anything about that i just heard alex jones i heard minister louis farrakhan and um milo so i don't i'm not sure exactly what it is they're attacking or what their guidelines are specifying but um there's a little question mark they well, those those three people have been like tagged as dangerous and and on Facebook from their point of view, and so they I'm pretty sure those other groups probably will get banned as well. But I think they use these as like um as like an example. They use them as an example because they have so many followers and things like that. But as as much as we could disagree with it, we do have to understand that in the U.S. we have a freedom of speech here. Yeah. But as far as a private company, they make their own rules, and that is what Facebook is. So it's not, we don't really have a say in it unless, like, we need to make our own platforms so that way we make our own rules. They can't tell us what we can and cannot have on these platforms. I think that's the step that we need to go into, take to to change this kind of thing, because, I mean, we're at their mercy. If they could shut down everything to today and you can't connect with people you've connected with, your your whole career could be ended by because it's in the palm of these people's hands. Like 
all those girls on 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 Instagram that are who are models would just be regular girls again if they shut down. <laughs> no, like True. True. people are too reliant on these things for their information for for all kinds of things, you know. And I think it's kind of crippling us as much as it helps us. It is crippling us in a way because look what's happening to us now. Like when things like this happen, it, it's big news and people are devastated when this shouldn't didn't have that much effect over your life in the first place. I, I, I get what you mean, but um, I, I have a point to make to that. I always think there will, there will be a new platform that will come around and we will be able to. So before, I don't know how old people are listening to this podcast, but before Facebook, there was MySpace, right? Be yeah. Before Instagram really got popping, Twitter was it, right? And I'm not saying Twitter, like Twitter has kind of taken a downslide, but Twitter is still pretty popping um, social media. So when I'm, and my mindset coming from that is there will always be another platform, especially when you have a situation where people feel like they're restricted and they're banned. Somebody else is going to make another platform. So I don't think that's, that's as much uh, as an issue. Um, what I am concerned about, though, is the censoring itself, because like I said, you we, we, like you said, we do have freedom of speech. But at the same time, um, a private company, a private company that owns Facebook decided to institute their own rules and what they see as hate rhetoric and shut it down. Um, I don't want everything to be so privatized to the point where because a company is private, they are able or allowed to do certain things that kind of bypasses our constitution because of that. So I'm a little bit more worried about it in in that regard and how people can see that and look at that and be able to manipulate something like the way the, the same way Facebook is manipulating the situation with Alex Jones, in my own opinion, I feel like they're manipulating the situation um, with Alex Jones and Minister Farrakhan to get some kind of rhetoric off. I'm not really sure what the uh, uh, intention is behind it yet, but I do feel like they're kind of manipulating the situation um, in their favor to censor this. And then it's kind of, what else are they going to censor from there? Or how are companies going to look at Facebook's approach to the situation and then try to censor people from there, right? I don't... You're absolutely right. I may not agree with somebody's rhetoric, but I do, I would much rather have like Pandora's box where people are allowed to say anything and everything than people, than like the censoring. Because when you get a situation where people are censored, it then you don't get certain information, you know? So as long as we do our job, when I say we, I mean, people, as far as looking into things, making sure it's true um, and trying to find the right information instead of just relying on someone to repeat something that they've heard. There we go. Hey, are we back? Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. The last thing I heard was um, something about the censorship. That we said exactly. Oh yeah, did I did I talk about how um uh Donald Trump basically banned a couple of news news sources because he didn't like what they said? No, I didn't. I you didn't get there yet. Damn, I missed all that shit. Okay, yep. so 
<laughs> I basically said that um, I'm worried about censorship just because there was a situation where Donald Trump banned a couple of news sources. Yeah. Simply because they he didn't like what they said about him. And I'm not with that. I'm not I'm like not a dictator. <laughs> like a dictator. That's what dictators do when they don't like shit that's said about them. They immediately ban it. And I'm not, I'm not, I, again, I can disagree with your opinion. I can think what you're putting out is absolute trash and I can want it to stop. But just for the sake of, of um, freedom of speech and freedom of press, I would much rather have that out there so that I know that there are all kinds of information that are out there um, and not necessarily filtered than have a situation where we're censoring and there are certain certain information that people are not letting out there for whatever reasons. I'm just Can I ask a little you this question? about that. Do you really think that there is freedom of press? Do you really believe that? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think, like I said, I, I, I'm speaking as if I do, but I, I don't because there are, if there were, right, then there are certain things that we would know about our government or there are certain things that would be like a little bit more publicized um, that goes on with our government that we honestly don't know. So, for example, (laughs) right. Um, TV shows that we watch, you know? Right. It's produced. Exactly. So it's, it's one of those situations where a lot of Americans, including myself, are ignorant to what's going on, like when there are wars in other countries and other countries and people from other countries come here and tell them that's how terrible we are. And it's like, I don't think it's like a we thing. I think that's more of like a government thing. Like, we don't even know what the fuck is going on with our government wholly in that sense. So it's 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 one of those situations where Americans are very ignorant into as to what the government is doing and everything that's going on with it like many people don't know for example it's it's controversial but it's true the government or the fbi more specifically did have a hand in the deaths of martin luther king jr and malcolm x yep those are facts those are documented documented. yeah those those are documented facts these are documented facts So it's and it's one of those things where if you come across the average American, they won't necessarily know that. And they would even try to dispute you on that fact. Call you a conspiracy theorist. It's real. Exactly. They'll call you a conspiracy theorist. But it's not a conspiracy. It's real. It's just like did I I don't know if I brought this up on the last episode, but how the CIA was um basically to indict foreign leaders, what they would do is, is they would take children from orphanages or, um, yeah, they would take children who are in orphanages and they would adopt them, but to pretty much put them as sex slaves for foreign leaders so that they could have some shit on them later. Like that's, yeah, (laughs) yeah, this is, these are things that our government has done. And for anybody... So that's fucked up on so many levels, and that's like entrapment and all kinds of crazy shit. Bro, like, 
on so many levels. And I'm not so much worried about the foreign leaders as is the kids. Like you're doing this to children. These children are already in a fucked up position and you're taking them out probably with the promises of, of, of saying that you'll put them in a better position and you're putting them in a totally worse position than they started off with in the first place. That's it's absolutely fucked up. But these are these are things that government has done. And if anybody out there is listening, don't just take my word for it. Go ahead and look it up yourself. That's the most important thing that you can do in this age of a whole bunch of information that we have. But no, to answer your question, I do not believe in freedom of press. Like we really we don't have it. it I just the the government that we are currently under, they're all hypocrites. They they have these these documents that are supposed to lay down these guidelines for us, and they they don't like it. They don't practice what they preach. They, they want us to do as they say, yep. not as they do. I don't think yep. it, it's just the the whole system is going to crumble that way. Oh, it definitely is. Um, but it's the system that we're living in right now, and it's going to take the majority to actually change it. So until we get those numbers up, yeah. it's not. I mean, with, with us, the, the people, there is no Facebook. There is no Instagram. There is no Twitter. So, I mean, we got to step up and make them. If we don't like something, we got to make them change it. They won't have a right. company without us. More people just need to be a little bit more mindful of that instead of trying to feed into the machine. But again, that's just me. Um, all right, so just to segue a little bit, uh, I know people know about the Sandra Bland story. If you don't, I'm gonna recap for you real quick. So, Sandra Bland was driving to I think a new interview in Texas, somewhere in Texas. And um, she got pulled over by the cops. And then all of a sudden the next day she was dead. And she just, she just hung herself out of the blue. Yeah. There's an altercation uh, with her and the, the, the police officer who stopped her. Yeah. There was an altercation with her and the police officer that stopped. Her. I didn't know that though. Like I had no idea there was like an altercation. I'm not, I'm not talking about the recent video that just surfaced, yeah. but like, I didn't even know that was in like um, in the in the first reports. So I thought it was just she was arrested, really for basically for nothing, and then all of a sudden she was just she just hung herself out of the blue, um, which doesn't well, make she, sense. She was stopped, um, uh, and there's there was dash cam footage, and originally when the when the story first happened and everything. They showed the dash cam footage, but it was like, you know, kind of doctored. They didn't show certain things. And you could see that it was longer mm-hmm. than what they showed. But her and the officer had a little, you know, a little scuffle. They pulled her out of the car. Wow. Um, and she was stopped for um, a suspended license, supposedly, or suspended registration. Something minor that um, isn't really that big of a deal or doesn't make her a threat. In any kind of way, but that's what she was pulled yeah, over for. Paperwork. And paperwork, basically. And all of a sudden, the very next day, she just hangs herself in jail. Um, so, two things to that. One, 
black women in general have the lowest suicide rates of anybody. Like we, we just don't really kill ourselves as much. That's not something you hear in the black community. We may have the highest rates of depression and other shit, but there are not too many black women out there who are often themselves. So that's one. But two, there was recent video that just surfaced. Um, that situation happened back in 2015. Yep. There's new vi- the new video resurfaced uh, of Sandra Bland's own cell phone recording four years later. So four years, we still don't really know what happened in her death. But four years later, there's a video that resurfaced basically showing an irate and aggressive police officer telling her to get out the car and she's asking questions she's as as she should she's a citizen of this country she's asking questions like okay why why do i need to get out of the car for a suspended registration like what is happening right now like my registration is suspended that's fine but why are you telling me to get out the car he even goes so far out to pull out the stun gun threatening her to get out of the car for whatever reason right um i think that just adds more to the reality that black people one are a target, but two, we don't we don't get the same treatment as white people or other people in those situations, right? Um, I saw many people saying, "Well, if she wasn't so upset, maybe this wouldn't happen." Yeah. And I'm I'm so tired of that rhetoric. Like she has every right to be upset because none of this makes any sense. And the cop, the person who is in charge in that situation, who is there to protect and serve according to the law, should have more awareness of that. She has every right to be upset. She should be upset. And she should respond how she's responding. Mind you, she is not attacking this person. She has no gun. She's a woman, right? So that that gentleman has every advantage. The cop had every advantage. He's a man, he had a gun, he has stun gun. He has training. a baton. He has so many things. He has Supposedly. training. You know, they're trained. <laughs> right. Supposedly they are trained. Yet, we still have to be the calm ones in a situation yeah. like that. Um, and I, I think that's that's just a lot of telling as to what they expect, expect of the Black people. Like, we have to be me, superhuman on so many levels that we just aren't and it's it's i don't know it's um it's disappointing it's disheartening and it's uh it's catastrophic because then lives are taken and you're basically blaming us and saying it's our fault that somebody killed yeah. us i think i think black people are like unfairly we are expected to act a totally different way when we interact with police because of all the things that happen. And in our own community, we tell each other that we, you know, we should do that so we can save our own lives. But in general, we shouldn't have to do those things. And the black people are expected to know the law better than the police officers that are stopping them, who, who this is their job. We're supposed to conduct ourselves in such a way that we make them unafraid of us when they shouldn't be in the first place. I think it's something in their training. That's why I said supposed training and their indoctrination and <laughs> in their, I don't know what the hell's going on in those police academies. Yeah. 
mind. Yeah, is like what is happening that they're inherently afraid of black people when they pull up behind them and they stop them, male or female, it doesn't matter, young or old. It, it doesn't matter. They they just see them or us when they're being stopped as as villains or criminals first. Or the it's the, the complete opposite of their of uh, your Miranda rights or whatever it is. Like I'm innocent until proven guilty, and I'm guilty until proven innocent if I'm black, and that's that's unfair. And they the the police officer has the right to be the judge and the jury right there on the side of the road in a matter of minutes sometimes. And it's only like that for black people. They have no consequences when it's black people, but if it's anyone else, we're screwed completely. Two things. I just thought of something. So we, we, I'm sure we all know about the situation of Philandio Castile, right? And, um, but I don't know if anybody was is really aware there was a situation that happened not too long not too long after that in which a black Muslim cop mistakenly oh, yeah. killed yeah. a yes he did that's my main reason I remember it because they she like her mother was crying. She was Australian and some shit like that. Their mother was crying and was like, I don't know how this could happen, right? And the first person to comfort her mother was Philandio Castile's mother. But you can go ahead and, and make your point. That um that police officer that shot her was Somalian. And there is a, a large community. Of... He sure was. Huh? I know. I'm saying he sure yeah. was. But that like that... There's a Go large ahead. community of Somalians in Minnesota, and they receive a lot of, of hatred from the outside communities to them because there's so many of them and it's such a condensed part of the city in Minneapolis. And I'm sure they were just waiting for that cop to fuck up. And he shot a white girl. They're like, get him. <laughs> get him. Pretty much. Now, did you know that um, not only... Was he sentenced to prison? Um, I forgot how many years, but he damn near got a life sentence, if I'm wow. not mistaken. He got a life sentence. And on top of that, the woman's mother, the Australian woman's mother, got $20 million. 20? Now, I'm going to say this, $20 million. $20 million for her daughter's death. And I'm going to say this before I continue. I do not believe whether it's a black cop shooting a black kid, a white kid, or a white cop shooting a white kid, black kid, whatever the situation may be. I do not believe that cops should kill people just because they've gotten scared or because they've gotten frightened. I think everybody should be reprimanded for that because that's no fucking excuse, especially if you're the cop and your training is supposed to allow you not to be scared and have a cool head in those situations. But there are two fucking things I want to bring up with that. The first one is when Philandio Castile died and we have video of him, of, of them asking him, do you have a gun in the car? Mind you, his girlfriend and his daughter, his girlfriend's in the passenger seat, his daughter's in the back seat. He's saying, yes, I do. I'm going to reach into, into uh, the department where my gun is to get my license, to get my registration, 
That's what he's saying. That's all he wanted to do. And he still got shot and killed for it with his daughter in the back seat. And some of y'all were still saying how it's his fault he died. All right. It's his fault he died for doing exactly what the cop wanted him to do. But his ass was jittery that there was a black man who had a gun in his car. But I don't want to get too far into that. He was frightened. Police officers and people that are not of color and some people who are of color who aren't black are often just afraid of black males for some reason. And I don't understand it. It's it's very weird to experience as a black male. Like it, I remember when I was in middle school, sixth grade, and I was walking down the street. It'll be me and my brother, my older brother, and we're both pretty tall for our age, you know, at the time. But it, we're little kids, you know, just walking down the street. I would see mothers and grandmothers walking with their little kids to school, and they would grab them and pull them closer, like if they weren't holding their hand already. Like me and my brother were going to take them or something. And they were afraid of us. And I, for the longest time, I didn't understand that shit until I got older. And that shit just blows my mind how people just inherently, before even speaking to you, can just be frightened of you. And you guys were kids. That's the that's the really sad part about it. You guys were kids yourself. It's we're, not like we're you not were... black. Black males can't be. We're not seen as kids. We we don't have that. We're not fortunate enough to have yeah. that experience when it comes to the outside world. They would they never see us as that. We are often tried as adults if we go to court for yes. for things that white kids or any other kids would. They get a slap on the wrist. Do some yep. community service. Meanwhile, we're going to juvenile and going to real prisons and shit at 16, 17 years old. Shit's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And it's just, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to um, like, kind of divulge from my yeah. point, yeah, but I really wanted to bring that up is because, I, I wanted to bring that up was because uh, I thought it was interesting how the, the cop who just so happens to be black, who shot the white woman, immediately got the justice that he deserved. No pun intended. But seriously, like they had a trial. Everybody was in agreement. He was he he was not supposed to do that. And I I agree with him. Like I don't think this woman's life should be lost just because he was scared. But why can't the same thing happen for black people? Like legit, like why can't the same rules apply to black people? That's all. We want, I don't want that man to get off. He killed somebody. Somebody's daughter will never be, like, she will never walk through the door again. She will never say hello again. Like, that was taken away from them. And so he should get that. Like, that sentence, that's fine with me. I just want those same rules to be applied when it comes to Black people, right? Like, that's that's it. If I'm not mistaken, Amber Geiger didn't get charged, did she? Is that the bitch who shot a uh, Terrence um, uh, where her husband was in the helicopter and my uh, the dude, um, the dude is like, he's got his hands up and everything. There's like, oh, no, 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 no. I know it's what you're talking about. Yeah. Her, yeah I'm, I'm, her too. Her as well. So Did she get charged? No. And if I'm not mistaken, like she left the police force for a little while and then got another job. Wow. Bitch, 
So but Amber Geiger is the one who uh who killed the man in Texas in his home. Oh my she fucking gosh. Like, yeah. it, it should be charged. Oh, like, that's they should be charged the same that's... way immediately. I totally forgot about that situation. Um, real quick, if you don't know what we're talking about, basically to sum it up, uh this white woman, white cop, by the way. Um, but she was off duty at the time. She went to the wrong apartment. Uh, she enters in the apartment and instead of turning on the lights or anything, she immediately feels threatened and shoots her gun. Yeah. Um, kills a black man in his own home, a home that he was renting, um, that he paid for. She basically took his life. And I totally forgot about that story. I should. I really want to do some research because she needs to be charged. Yeah, that's what, well, the point uh, that I was going to make. I don't know if she was charged for that or, or not, but if she hasn't been, she may not be. But we don't even get that kind of justice when a cop, and she wasn't even a cop at the time. She was off the clock. Yeah. So she was just a, a normal yeah. citizen with a firearm. So she, even when we get killed in our own home wrongfully, we still don't get justice. We don't. That shit is crazy as fuck. Like, no. if I was, and there will be people out family, there to, like, to justify her guns. What you say? I said there will be pe- there will be people out there to justify our deaths and saying, so "Well, maybe they could have done this or done that," and that that shit it bothers me, yo. Like it bothers me. We should uh, connect these two topics since you brought up Philando Castillo. Um, this mm-hmm. woman. Let me find her name. And I'm not sure if she, if this is a black woman or, or what. But uh, let me see. They there's this thing called a not reaching pouch, that this woman created, and it's like this clear pouch that says, uh, your driver's license on there, and it says I'm not reaching, and she made it after Philando Castile was killed because it inspired her. And so she thought she needed to make wow. something to to save black people, or black males in particular, from not getting killed when the police stop them in a traffic stop and they have to reach for their driver's license or whatever it may be that the, the police officer asked for. And so her name is, is Jackie Carter. And it says that she was celebrating her son's birthday when she heard the news that Minnesota man, 32-year-old Philando Castillo, had been shot and killed by a police officer. So after that, she decided to make this pouch. And I think that it's 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 pretty cool to have something like that, and especially because all this is happening now, and I don't want anything to happen to any more of our people. But however, at the same time, it's fucked up that this even exists, and that this woman, like, I appreciate the sentiment. But unless you're giving these out for free, fuck you in a way because you're profiting off the death of yep. us, you know, and fuck your invention. Like, we don't need that shit. How about you put some effort into stopping that shit from happening in the first place? How about you get the government to pay for it? Exactly. It should be a government funded thing. Like, that should come for free when you go get your driver's license. It should be free for black males yep. and black females because. Black male, and even if they say they don't want to give yeah, it, it should so be a anyway. choice for exactly. everyone, and it should be a choice for everyone, but especially for black males and females. Like when you get your driver's license, they should just hand that out to you so you can save your life one day. Yep, 
I, I absolutely agree. Um, I don't know. I think it's a great idea and it's obviously a great invention, but it for anybody to take that lightly, basically what, what I'm saying is, is for anybody to look at that and just be like, oh, what a cool invention. Yeah. They obviously do not understand the gravity of what that is. <laughs> it's like, again, the people who are trained to be calm in some of the most stressful situations possible. We literally have to be able, especially as Black people, de-escalate the situation. And that's what she's doing with this pouches. Before they come up, well, as they are coming up and they're asking us to do something, we are trying to de-escalate the situation. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make Not any at all. Sense. And we shouldn't have to do that. Why is it situation even escalated when we first interact why why is it like that why do i have to de-escalate it it should be a normal peaceful interaction yeah that's that's what it should be all right if i did something wrong i did something wrong i'm gonna take that that's fine but if you're talking about me about a, a suspended registration or a suspended license some paperwork or something like that and i am not a threat meaning i am in no way have a gun or being aggressive or trying to attack you, then there should be no issue. <laughs> like it, it should be no issue at all whatsoever. Yeah, and it's, it's um, so to do I'm that like, before we even do it. <laughs> right. But it's just, it's, it's weird. Um, so real quick, there was just like, there's a situation that happened. Um, oh, no, 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 actually I'm a, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to tell that story because the reason why we were talking about Sandra Bland in the first place was because, um, unfortunately, in Rio Vista, California, there was a situation where a young woman was pulled over with her four children and I believe her mother. Right? She was pulled over for a suspended registration, and for whatever reason, the cop felt it necessary to pick the woman up. And body slam her on the ground. On Mind you, head. if I'm not mistaken, she's in handcuffs, right? On her head. She's in handcuffs, yep. right? And she's a woman. So so there's something that I want to say. 120 pounds. Today. 120 pounds. So the way that black men are seen as seen as um superhuman when it comes to cops is basically the same thing. Is is how black women are seen as males when it comes to any kind of situation like that. I don't think you, like, you should not do that to females. You should not do that to females at all whatsoever. You are a man. You are already stronger than her. There's not much she's going to do to you. And she's handcuffed. What is she going to do? What is she going to do to you? Why do you feel the need to pick that woman up and body slam her on the ground and hit her head like that. Like that makes absolutely no sense. What could she possibly do to you in handcuffs? Exactly. Or in general, you are a man and you are a cop. You have a, again, you have a, a baton, a gun, a stun gun. So if she even comes at you, you could use one of those, but you decide to be even more of a bitch and literally pick her up and slam her on her head on the ground like and lay on top of her until another police officer comes. And then when her mom, when her mother goes ballistic, as any mother would when they see their child in that situation, 
y'all make it seem like she's crazy or something is wrong yep. with her. Like that didn't make yo <laughs> that shit pissed me off. If I ever saw somebody going through it like something like that, I'm gonna die because I'm gonna go over there and now I am the aggressor. I'm initiating some kind of yep. contact because I just saw you slam a woman in handcuffs on the ground for no reason, and they did that in front of her children. There's so many things you were saying with that. You're saying she ain't shit. She ain't never going to be shit. And this is what her future children have to look up to. That's what you basically said when you slammed that woman onto the ground. But again, some people out there would still try to justify that as if she was being aggressive. Yeah, when the, when the video I, I, didn't I, even start I, from the beginning. So how do you know I, what was happening before what you saw? Like people make these exactly. assumptions and and they, the reason they make the assumptions they do, which are usually negative when it's involving us and the police, like we did something negative, is because most people, because of the media, already inherently see us as these these animals almost. Like we just are these horrible beings. Animals, right. These horrible and, and I and I I hesitate to use the word animals because in most cases animals are treated better than us because if you do something to the animal on video or anything you're going to jail somebody's going to come and find you they're going to report you people are going to comment oh my god how you know how uh, disgusting and blah, blah blah that you did that to a dog you kicked the cat and they'll have your ass locked up in a couple hours yeah with michael vick people still don't even like him for that shit meanwhile these people are brutalizing human beings and nobody gives a fuck and they have been for decades for for you know like that shit is fucking crazy and they they just keep keep doing it over and over it's like and it's like they're testing us you know it's like they're, they're, mm. they're trying to test our gangster <laughs> in a way you know like i'm gonna do this to your women and let me see what you're gonna do about it and the sad part is is most mm-hmm. Most of us aren't doing anything. You're not doing nothing. And then what does that say? You know, like, fuck. <laughs> what does that say about it? Honestly, if I ever see a situation like that, I'm going to get buck. I'm going to respond in an aggressive way because I would much rather die knowing that I'm trying to defend a situation like that instead of being somebody recording and being like, look how fucked up it is. I'm tired of us doing that. There's only so much marching and protesting and and talking we can do. There's only so much. And the same thing keeps happening with the same result and same ignorant ass people talking about, well, we don't know what she did or maybe if she wasn't so great or he was. You can clearly see she's in handcuffs and her hands are behind her back. There's absolutely nothing that she can do to you. So in that situation, yes, go ballistic. Attack the police officer. I said it. I don't give a damn because it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing to that person, to that human being, to that woman? I'm just, it's it's frustrating. And it's, um, it's, it's, something that I've grown up with my entire life in a way that men look at black women specifically black men definitely 
um, as superhuman, but then they they look at black women as males, as if we're we're their equal in a way, and they treat us like that, and that's not okay. Like I I am still a woman, bro. You you have every advantage over me. All right. The only way you don't really have much of an advantage over me is if you're five feet, and even then you still got testosterone. It's you got it. There's not much I can Just do. Just differently. So why the fuck? <sighs> I think I think a little bit too that these police officers that do these kind of things are deprived of power outside of their job, and when they get a chance to to really you know stick it to somebody, male or female, and especially a female because they they get no no fight back really, they take it to the extreme Mm -hmm. and they really fuck them up. And that's what you get to see in this video. And people could go and watch it. Like they could go watch this video and see how brutal this slam is. It's like he's an MMA fighter on a defenseless opponent. You know, and he's slamming her on her face. And and the defenseless opponent has handcuffs, and the handcuffs are and, behind. And he's her a back, weight class above her, or several weight classes above her. Yes. Which would never there happen. You can't even do that in the MMA. But he's doing it on the side of the road without, you know, any mixed martial arts training. He's slamming her on the ground. And I would bet my bottom dollar that they took her to jail after they did this to her. They probably threw her in a cell. I'm sure they did. And she had her wait for processing and all those kind of things. Getting slammed like that could lead to a concussion. If she's in that cell without mm-hmm. any medical attention, she could possibly die what happens to her if that happens it sounds eerily similar to what we were just talking about with sandra bland this stop yep. could have went totally different and, and it did go really bad but she luckily she's still with us but this could have went just like that situation and she got stopped for the same exact thing nothing nothing major for a suspended registration paperwork Paperwork. Yes, it's against the law. Yes, you shouldn't do it. But like, it's paperwork at the end of the day. She wasn't some fucking criminal. She didn't shoot up a school. She didn't shoot up um, a church. She didn't do any of that. She was pulled over for paperwork. And if you want to take her car away or do that whole thing, that's fine. But to have somebody, but to handcuff somebody and then slam them on their gra- on the ground head first, that's completely fucked up. That's fucked up. Like there's there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. It's it's fucked up because there's nothing that that woman one more time that woman can do to you in that situation. There's not even there's not much a man can do to you in that situation. There's damn sure not much a woman can do to you in that situation. Like she can't do anything, but she decides to do that anyway. And before we um go ahead and get off of this, I did want to say the woman's name right because I don't. Sometimes when we talk about these situations, there's so many, unfortunately, that we forget. Um, we forget to say these people's names and we forget to kind of humanize them in a way. Right. So the woman's name is Cherish Thomas. Um, and again, she had her four kids in the car when it happened and her mother was recording the situation. So, yeah. But uh, like transition in a way. So I was at work, it was like yesterday, and I had a situation where in this and where I work at, 
um, they were renting cars to people. We rent the cars to a lot of lot lots of different people. But in this particular situation, my coworkers who are black like I am, we were kind of talking back and forth with some 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 black customers. And there was a white customer who felt a little bit uncomfortable just because when we as as black people, we can be loud, laughing, you know, just shooting shit, like just being us, basically, right? And one of my my coworkers having having a fucking good time, bro. Having a fucking good time. So one of my coworkers comes up to me and goes, man, I was trying to get that white man out of here. He was uncomfortable. And the customer looks, me and the customer both look at each other and we're like, so? <laughs> like, there's no reason to be uncomfortable. He was like, they're the ones that, that shoot up schools and shit and shoot up churches, but didn't have the nerve to say that they're uncomfortable around us. And I'm like, that's, that's so true. And he's like, all we're really trying to do is have a good time. There's no reason for them to be uncomfortable around us. Right. Um, so I'm saying that to say and kind of to segue into like the next topic that we're going to talk about, which is, if I'm not mistaken, the University of North Carolina shooting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So do you want to I, I think you got a little bit more information about that than I do. So you want to go ahead and spare that All right, one sec. Let me pull it up. Yeah. But uh, this, no this shooting happened, I think. Um... I think it was a couple of days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Oh my god! And it's so frequent too. Like that's the problem. This shit is happening damn near like every other week, and we're just like, oh, it's another school shooting again. Yeah, and uh, all right, here, let me see. All right, see, yeah, even when I just pulled it up right now, there's several other ones that I didn't even know about that happened. Like the one I think you're talking about, the one in Colorado. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna have to pull that one up later, or we could do that one at a different time. But this one, the UNC, it was in Charlottesville. I mean, not Charlottesville, Charlotte. Um, let's see. Charlotte. Yeah. A former student uh, says, "You want me to say his name or fuck this dude?" Man, fat dude. All right. You don't need to say his name. All right. It says a former student opened fire in a campus classroom Tuesday evening, killing two people and wounding four others. Um, he intentionally targeted the Kennedy building where the shooting took place. Uh, Charlotte, mm, that is an interesting name for a city. Something Mecklenburg, Mecklenburg, <laughs> something at least. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's very, that's probably a very white part of town. Uh, but, uh, where is it at? Damn, he's fucking, all right, so we, let me talk about this real quick. When you go to these these uh these websites, these news websites, and you're reading about horrible things that happen, I think it's super fucked up how these ads pop up and they're trying to sell you shit while you're you know you could be grieving, try maybe possibly reading about a loved one and shit, and they're trying to sell you some merchandise. That's really fucked up. Bro, I'm trying to sell you a fucking mattress. Like, do you want to sleep better at night? I don't want to sleep better. Popping up. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is so fucked up. But yeah, he so he shot he shot two people, injured four, and if I'm not, I don't remember the guy's name, but somebody tackled him and you know gave his life, stopping this dude. So I wish I could find his name right now. We're gonna have to give him a shout out on the on the next one because I can't see it mm-hmm. right now. But yeah, that just happened on. Uh, fuck, where is it at? I lost it. 
I think it was May 1st. So that was, uh, wow. that was just six days ago. Eight, seven days ago now. Wow. <laughs> this is, and how Thanks. many, how many uh, mass shootings have we had this year? Do you know? I don't know. I, it was something crazy though. February was already something, something crazy. Yeah. In New Zealand, uh, the synagogues, several different synagogues, uh, this school shooting, the one in Colorado now, like it's becoming so routine that like, that's just an American thing now, you know, and not even American now because it's going to other places like New Zealand, yeah. but it's, it's a, it's an American thing, especially with the schools. I think, you know, like when, when does that usually happen in other places? Like, and what the fuck is happening in these schools that these kids want to just come and shoot that shit up? Like, see, now that's that's something I wanted to speak to because as somebody who um, will openly talk about their mental health issues, I've always I've 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 been on the end of the spectrum where I would take my life before I go ahead and do anything to anybody else because that's that's just not me. That's not that's not how I'm gonna go out. I'm not. It's it's nobody else's problem but myself. But there is a real issue out there where people are, for whatever reason, maybe they 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 felt like their professor screwed them up in the test, or they they're being bullied. Whatever the situation may be, people are not getting the proper help that they need. And I think there are many many issues um, in line with that. But at the same time, it really just comes down to people not really getting the help that they need and also people not being, there are not the proper consequences when these things happen, right? So if there's a mass shooting, right, and these types of guns are being used, let's just say AR-15, do you know what I would do? I would be like, okay, so these AR-15s, they got to go. They got to stop being so accessible to the public. Right. Because we're having mass shootings. We're having mass shootings with these guns in particular. So let's take these guns away or at least let's do something. Let's not just have a situation where we're taking that person in and then everything's good. That's not solving the situation. Nobody's getting a mental health check. Nobody. The guns aren't being taken away. And then when it happens again, we're in the cycle of, oh, what do we need to do to stop it? I don't know. Something at the very least try to take that specific gun away or whatever guns are being used in mass shootings, yeah. take those guns away at the very least. And then we can start making some damn progress. So but, I, I want to know if, if it was what kind of gun it was for one. And if it was his, like if it was registered to him, like he bought it legally or did he acquire it illegally? Cause I, I'm not sure how many of these mass shooters are doing these shootings with, firearms they purchased legally but if they did then how do how is there not a paper trail leading to them where somebody should be like hey uh this person is stockpiling weapons maybe somebody should go and check him out you know do a go um it's called analyze him or whatever it is you know like just check up on this dude and, and see if he's all the way there is he feeling some type of way about anything in the news that's been going on is he having you know, personal problems and trying to take it out on school? You know, like they need to check these kind of things out. And obviously they can, you know, 
the NSA be on everything. So. No, they really can. That's that's the weird part. But um, to your point, I wanted to bring up something that so when I was in school, uh, there was this teacher who is we, we were talking about that in his class. And he was like, I'm going to show you guys how easy it is to buy guns. He literally went on, online. I think he went to eBay or some shit like that. And there were guns where and they were for sale. It was that simple. Now, I'm not sure. Mind you, that was that was like maybe what? How old am I? Maybe six, seven years ago. But it doesn't seem like much has changed because people are still getting access to guns, at least those specific kinds of guns too easily. And that's an issue. Like that's that's really an issue. And that's not something that no one wants to 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 touch because no one wants to piss off the NSA. And I don't give a fuck about pissing off the NSA or anybody for that matter, but something needs to be done. So I think the first thing to me is to take away the specific kind of guns that are being used in mass shootings and also to do regular mental health checks with people and get people the help that they need because we are, we're fucked up out here. People can't pay their rent. They can't find a job to pay their rent because jobs don't want to pay you shit, even if you have a degree. Like there's so many things wrong with this society and people are suffering mentally, um, mentally, emotionally, and physically from that. And we're, we're basically just kind of saying, pointing at people and saying it's their fault. Right now, mind you, I'm not with the person who shot up the school by no means. And am I trying to make excuses? I don't think under any circumstances you should do anything like that. But at the same time, like the the mindset that people can be in when they have those kind of situations, I get it. I fucking get it. We got to respond differently. We can't just be like, oh, we got the person is good. No, because there will be another one. Like there will always be another one until we start changing our policies in some ways, which is making it really difficult to get these kinds of guns. I think. Or um, being... I, I think changing the policy is the same way with that not reaching pouch. It's like you're trying to put a band-aid on a problem when you should go back to the source of the problem and find out what the fuck is going on in the first place and see why they're doing this. Like banning the guns is not the gun's fault. As 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 crazy as it is that they're having these guns all the time. Like and that's that's not a coincidence. They're picking these guns for a reason because they yep. They have high magazine capacity and they they can shoot as quick su- succession, you know, like so they're they want these guns for a reason, but the mind state you have to be in to do something like this and the build up to get there, there has to be some kind of sign from the that the people around them are ignoring that has mm-hmm. been happening for a while and they need to I think that's where the, the core of the problem is like they need to get back to that and find out what's really wrong with them in the first place and then stop uh, it from happening before it even happens. No, I completely agree with that point. Um, I forgot. I forgot what the fuck I was going to say for that. though. Huh? Whatever. It just left my head. I think that uh, <laughs> that shit happens all the time to me. You'd be surprised. I think that for whatever reason, though, no, no, this is what I was going to say. It's white males that are usually in this situation right and so to me to me right as long as that's happening 
no one's really going to do anything about it. Let one black man, and I hope this never happens. Like, I really, I don't want these things to continue happening. That's one. Because people are losing their lives for no reason, right? Mainly to me because somebody's upset. And that, that can be, that's not. upset forever, but those people are going to be dead forever. Those people are going to be dead forever. And that's that's the problem. So I don't want these things to continue happening. But let one black man get his hand on the AR-15 and then start shooting up shit in the school or movie theater. I can guarantee you those policies would change in a heartbeat. I was going to say that. Because uh, in California, we still can't uh, get certain rifles and open car- we can't open carry because of the Black Panthers. They're like, oh hell nah. <laughs> true. That is so true. Once the they're black like, pen decide that. they're right to openly carry, those laws change. So what's cracking? I'm just saying. I was like, if let let one black person decide that they want to shoot up a school today, that those those policies will change in a heartbeat. And it's sad that something like that would have to happen in order for those things to change. But I feel like it's the only way because we've seen how many school shootings at this point, how many churches, how many movie theaters, and it just continues happening. And everybody's like, "Um, whatever, I'm not going to change the gun policy, nor are we going to do anything to check up on these people to see what's going on in their lives. But Meanwhile, in New Zealand, they had a mass shooting and they changed their gun policies within like three days. Immediately. They were like, okay, so no guns. Yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with America? So, so many things. So many things. But I've, I've said it many times and I'll keep saying it. America, America specifically is just not for black people. Like I don't think it's somewhere we should hang our hat on. I don't think it's a place that um, we should try and make our home even within the hoods that we live in because everything is designed systemically um, against us. And I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care about this land. I don't care about shit. I don't care about our ancestors building it up. I would much rather go to a place where I know and you know we ain't getting shot just because we black. Yeah. I try to build it up that way. That's just me, though. Yeah, like it's 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 it might be hard to explain to some people, but I would much rather be, you know, arguing with black people about the my most minuscule things or whatever it is, and know that it's not because that I'm black that we're just having a disagreement. <laughs> you know, like that would be oh, such a relief to be interacting with people and not have to have that in the back of your mind all the time because of right. the and it's not no paranoia of ours it's because of the things that have happened to us over and over that has been proven that we see every day happening to us you know so that would be an awesome experience that would be an awesome experience but you you brought up a really good point in which many people try to say black people are paranoid i'm like you can't necessarily be paranoid if the shit has happened like these these things have happened to us and they are continuously happening to us but we're we're paranoid. That's no, we're not paranoid. We're we're right. We have every right to have some kind of anxiety about these fucking situations. Like every right. Yep. And 
that's that could kind of help us because uh, we kind of skipped over two topics. Oh shit, we did. Which we should have did before this one, but uh, that paranoia is always there for a reason, and like especially when it has to do with police officers, paranoia is always there because of the the videos that we see and you know the stories we hear that are all too common in our community about interactions with police officers. And I'm saying all this to say, like, just recently, a couple was sitting in the car singing some R&B songs, you know, singing, you know, cupcaking in the car, doing anything, you know, just having a good time. And a police officer, they were looking for somebody else, and they pulled up behind this car, walked up, and didn't they before they even spoke to the person in the car? They, the police officer began shooting into into the car, and he shot the the girlfriend in the face, and I believe he struck the the male somewhere like in his arm or something like that. I'm not sure if it was like too bad or if he got hit at all, but he he shot the girl in the face, and he started shooting immediately. Like that shit is insane. Also, when he started shooting, um, the uh, uh, bullets or whatever the situation was kind of uh, reflecting off the car. Yeah, so like, yeah. Ricocheting. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. It was ricocheting off the car. So he thought they were shooting back. So he's running while he's the only one shooting. Yep. His dumbass is the only one that's shooting. But it's like a scene out of a fucking comedy movie or something. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, for the for these this black couple, it's it's a skit that I would think would be on in living colors and shit like that. Yeah. Like literally, two people in the car, like singing "My Endless Love" or some shit like that to each other, and all of a sudden they hear gunshots, and the dude outside, the cop, not dude, the cop outside who was shooting, thinks that they're shooting back because the bullets are ricocheting off the car. Like, and where does like I said, supposedly they're trained. His training didn't come, didn't kick in. Like, hey, maybe I, because I'm shooting at this this car, which is metal, that <laughs> some of the bullets are not penetrating, and they may be coming back this way. Like, they don't teach you guys that in police academy? Like, how to use your fucking deadly weapon on your hip that you, you're shooting at somebody with? Like, what the fuck is going on with these police officers? <laughs> I have I have no idea, but um, it's it's not comedy, but in a way it is. Like it's I don't I don't understand I I don't understand the guy's mindset. So the reason why he went up to the car in the first place is because that car fits fit the description of um, according to to them that car fit the description of a car that was involved in a robbery, right? But even if, let's say, let's pretend for an example, right, that they were involved in the robbery. Why would you immediately go up to the car and start shooting? Exactly. Like that makes any sense to me. They don't. They didn't do that. They didn't do that with Dylan Roof. They didn't do that with the dude who just shot up the University People of North who Carolina. Had guns. Like they, they know they have guns. Bro, have killed people and everything. Everybody's dead, right? And they didn't start shooting. He sees a car. He sees two black people 
and he immediately started. And you know what's shooting. crazy in the video is he got close enough to see that it was black people and then start shooting. That's how close he got to yeah. see that. Oh, it's niggas and bam, bam, bam. That's it. Start shooting. I started running because he hears the guns ricocheting off the car and he thinks they're shooting back. And the only thing, and what really pisses me off, is the only thing that they have to say when these situations happen is sorry. Yeah. You know, you shot, you shot my like fuck your PTSD. And I get, a, I get a sorry. Right. What? I'm sorry. She what gets, about my car? She gets a sorry for something that may have permanently disfigured her, and luckily she's alive, I believe. But she permanently disfigured. Bro, her. what about? It's it's the mental. What about the car? Like what? There's so many what ifs. Like what what happens after that? That they're just like sorry. Like we we didn't mean to. We apologize. It's the wrong one. And the same thing happened. Oh, this was worse. Y'all. This one's way worse. And Oklahoma. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, OKC. Um, the police, again, were looking for a robbery suspect. But instead, they pulled up on a, on a green pickup truck with a guy. His name is William Devon Smith. He was 21. And he was sitting in a pickup truck with his four children. And when the police made contact with him, they immediately began shooting. Once again. They immediately began shooting. As soon as they make contact with him. So that, that means that they probably didn't even ask him any questions. Just see that it's a black male in the car and they began shooting. Now, his kids are in the car, though. Four small children. Three of them are shot. There is a four-year-old. This I'm, I'm just read this quote from the mom. My four-year-old daughter was shot in the head and she has a bullet in her brain. And my five-year-old has a skull fracture. Hill said, this is the mother. My one-year-old baby has gunshot wounds on her face. And my two-year-old wasn't touched with any bullets. A four-year-old, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. A baby. A baby was shot in the head. One in the face. One has a skull fracture. Because these fucking pigs don't know how to do their job. And they're going to go as far as to say that they're not life-threatening injuries. Who the fuck gives you the right to say what's life-threatening to my child or not? When you just fucking shot them. You shot my children. Like the trauma that they must be going through right now. From the children to the parents. I could only imagine. Bro, so what they're so so what they're trying to say basically is none of them died, so we feel like it's okay. Nobody died, so we're okay. None of the kids died. Yes, we went up to a situation in which we first off falsely identified somebody um, as a as a as a robbery suspect. We not only identified him as a robbery suspect, but we didn't even. Um, decided to do any further investigation or ask any questions to get some kind of information. We just decided to shoot. 
we saw what we believe were four people on the back of the pickup truck. And instead, in, instead of, again, doing a little bit more investigating, we just started shooting. And again, one more time, we apologize, but nobody died, so we're good. That's basically what they said. No one died. The fact, no, 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 fuck the seven-year-old who has a bullet no, in her not, head. She's not even fuck seven. She's four. She's four. Fuck the four-year-old. Fuck the four-year-old that has a bullet in the head. Fuck the one-year-old that was shot. Fuck the three-year-old that was shot. Fuck the one-year-old that was shot in yeah. the face as well. The two-year-old was not hit at all and nobody died, so we feel like it's good. That's that's so fucked up. Like, I, if I was, this is what what really radicalizes people. It's not, well, it can be. Let me not say it's not. But the rhetoric, people preaching online, like that's what Facebook is scared of. That's why they ban these people because they're scared of the rhetoric that they're preaching. But do something like this to somebody. And you think they're, how do you think this man is going to view the cops or these children are going to grow up to view the cops or this mother is viewing the police? Like, and the community around them. Like, that is how you radicalize people. And I think a little bit, like I said earlier, it's like they're really testing us to see or to either pro- provoke something to happen. It's like they want something to happen. They're, they're doing so much fucked up shit. I can't see any other reason be, besides the fact that they already don't give a fuck about us. Besides that, that they want something to happen, but because these things just keep happening over and over and over, and it seems like they're getting worse and worse and worse. And it's like somebody would say, like, this would be something that you would say to somebody outlandishly, like, you know, the cops are going to kill a kid, and then that's just going to be, a, you know, a, a four year old. They're going to shoot a four year old in the face, and then. Shit's really gonna start popping. They well, they've done it, and what are we gonna do about it now? They just did this shit, and now what are we gonna do about it? And what's gonna happen to these police officers? Nothing, apparently. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't live in that city anymore because if I run across one of these police officers ever, uh, it's over for me and them. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You shot my baby in no, the face. Yeah. She has a skull, a, a bullet lodged in her brain, and a skull fracture. You shot my baby in the face. That's all. I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it together after that. I don't even have kids, and I couldn't. I can't even fathom. Like, I would be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> That's insane." And I think that's okay. So. You said something earlier. You was like, it's almost like they're testing us and they want they want something to happen. We we kind of have to talk about something. Be, just because I remember bringing up the Baha'i yeah. faith to you and uh, certain things about the Baha'i faith. But there were certain things that um, Baha'u'llah said that seems like it's, it's, it's gearing to turn out that way. And I don't want to... I, I don't want um I don't want to really speak on it now necessarily just because it's like uh, I don't want to make it seem like I'm I'm pushing things towards that direction or I'm encouraging it but that 
you might be onto something with with that whole. It seems like they're testing us, because to me it seems like they are, yeah. without a doubt. Like, it, it seems like that they're basically saying, we've done all this shit. Not only are we systemically keeping you guys in prison, we are killing your people. We are killing your babies, your children. We're killing your baby. We're shooting up your babies. We're killing your children. And we're looking at you, and all we're doing is giving a half-ass apology. What the fuck? Like they're not even trying anymore. The apologies, like, hey, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. It's just like, oh, whatever. Whatever. And then they have these. So a quick fuck you to Laura Ingram. Real quick. Um, just because we we all know Nipsey died, and we spoke about this on the podcast. Nipsey, uh, Nipsey's death hit both of us very hard but that bitch that bitch when she was talking about Nipsey's death um, literally brought up the whole fuck Donald Trump song which is actually uh, YG song and she showed YG the entire time so the person she showed wasn't even Nipsey it was YG and they're sitting there laughing but supposed to be reporting on someone's death I give a fuck how you feel about some about somebody in life at least give them the respect and decency and death. Nipsey was a good dude. I don't care if he didn't like Donald Trump. He was a good dude. He was a solid individual. He was everything that they said that we should be. He was a man who was putting money into his community, who was in the community, who was trying to uplift his community. And you sat there and you laughed. You laughed basically at his death. What kind of bullshit? What kind of person are you? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense at all That's whatsoever. To the who's in charge of the media and what, you know, what they think of us. And we get a, every now and then they give us a little glimpse of to how they really feel. And that was one of them. Like, she they aired that. Like I was saying earlier, they, that stuff is produced. So they saw that and we thought, well, it's, it's cool. Air that shit. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. No fucks. No like, fucks what are they going to do about it? People are still, black people are still going to watch that fucking channel, that program at that time. There was, mm-hmm. like, people more so than anything. That too. It's because they're, they're in charge and that's what they get to display for us. And unless you get your news from different sources, then that's all you get to see. And unfortunately, people aren't eager enough to want to do that. They'd rather have it given to them and fed to them through these mass media outlets. So that's all they know. That's all they see. Again, Black people, I would much rather be in a country or more specifically in a continent that where if I disagree with somebody or there's something happening, I know it's not because of the color of my skin. I'm just saying, I'm throwing that out there. Now, I'm not saying it like there aren't other complications and issues that would arise. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. (laughs) There are a lot of things going on. However, I would much rather deal with that shit because it's not like we're not dealing with it anyway. Like Our government here is fucked up whether or not people want to admit to that our government here is actually kind of fucked up not like kinda. it's not it's <laughs> not 
that kind of it's fucked up it's it's honestly really fucked up so i would much rather go to a continent where i know all right the government might be fucked up here but i ain't getting killed because i'm yeah. black today that's not i'm just saying i'm just putting that out there but no i just kids Kids, these are these are babies. These the, the oldest girl is a four year old. Four Imagine kids. what would happen to these cops if they accidentally shot three little white kids, or even shot. I didn't even oh, hit them. Was shot at a man in the car with his four kids. Oh, you know those their mug shots would be up. And they right would be now. locked up, <laughs> or, or or fired at the up. very least. You know, like. Protests outside that yeah. police station. They would never work again. Protests. They would never work again. That whole police, that whole police station, would have to undergo an investigation. Yep. That entire police station would get an overhaul in in people that were working there. Oh, oh, oh! It'd be different. It'd be completely different. It'd be completely different, and we know that. Which is why, once again. I would much rather go somewhere where I know I don't have to worry about that aspect. Yeah, because like they, the, they wouldn't even do anything like that. It would be unheard of. Like, and the only excuse for it would be I didn't know that there was children in the car, and the commander would fucking chew mm-hmm. them out for that shit. How the fuck did you not check that if there was kids in the car or not? Like. Bro, their mugshots would be up right now. Everybody would know their names. Who the you know how small are. that cabin is of a pickup truck? You didn't. It's not like they could have been hidden in the back seat or anything. They're all in one fucking row. And you yes. shot the kids like that's like I don't know that that just shows that these these cops are a military force in our neighborhoods. They're not peace officers as they're supposed to be. They're a military force occupying us and we are just the enemy. They saw how he had three kids, I mean four kids with him and himself. So they saw Mm -hmm. five hostiles in the car. (laughs) That's what they saw. They didn't see five, I mean a a man and his children. They saw five hostiles in the car and they're disposable. So Follow follow the guidelines, but if you feel any type of way, you can do what they did and shoot up the car and ask questions don't later. Don't worry about it. Shoot first, ask yep. questions. Go ahead and shoot. Don't worry about it. Pretty much. Go ahead and shoot. Don't worry about it. There will be no consequences. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay. If black people are in too much of an uproar, go away for six months to a year. You come back, you'll have a job in another place because we can't make it. We, we can't give you a job back here. We'll try to, though. Don't even worry about it. Oh, and by the way, as you are off, um, you still got your pension. You're going to get paid. Um, you're going to get paid. So don't even worry about that. Your kids are going to be taken care of. You still have your medical and dental insurance. We got you. You're good. Don't even worry about it. You wouldn't you know, they wouldn't dare mess up their, their reputation and record. Can't mess up. They, they've worked their oh, whole no. life to build that. Yep. That's why it's so fucked up. And uh, these these I don't even want to call them like 
I, I, we need to come up with a name for them. But these motherfuckers are just getting worse and worse. It's like the training is going lower and lower. And I, I think that's why they're they're doing this thing in uh, in Detroit with this. Uh, they're they're hiring a bunch of paramilitary guards, um, and because they you know they're losing faith in in government funded workers. You know these government funded police officers. They don't trust them anymore. So they're hiring these these actually trained security guards. You know who are trained by military, ex military, and they're but it's all for, for pay though. So if you don't got no money, you ain't getting no no protection. Basically the rich people are like, Yeah, fuck these cops. We're gonna hire military people and you poor people can't afford it, so you're kinda fucked in that yep. situation. Deal with these racist bigots. Oh, we pay our racist bigots, so they they gotta know more. <laughs> Basically. Basically, now I have I have many feelings about this. Um, I will never say it's a terrible thing for an ordinary citizen to or citizens um, to be able to create a militia. I don't think that we should trust a government instituted system solely. I think anytime anybody does that. That's just, it's not going to work. Yeah. You can't put that much faith in people. Exactly. At the end of the day, they are people and they can be corrupted. And I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like that's, that's not smart to me. So I don't, I don't necessarily mind the fact that people are hiring, hiring uh, paramilitary groups. However, you brought up the key word. They are hiring. They are paying for this, right? So, and if you know anything about, Fucking, I'm sad. If you know anything about entitled white people, when they pay for some shit, they feel like everything is supposed to go their way all the time at any point. So, for example, right, not to get too much into what I do as a job, but basically, we're helping you skip the line at the airport. It's not pre check, it damn sure ain't standard, but we basically help you skip that line. The amounts of attitude I get on a daily basis because somebody has to wait two more seconds <laughs> than they normally would have to wait is absolutely preposterous. It's ridiculous. Like it makes it makes no sense. Literally two seconds, two seconds more than they would have to wait. It's ridiculous. People try to push past you. They don't give a fuck about your job. You're supposed to be doing something. They don't care. They're trying to go through like you don't have a job to do. That's the kind of entitlement that we deal with, right? And that's that's some lower level security type of shit. That's airport kind of shit. I could only imagine that same entitlement. But now you've hired ex-military guards to protect yeah. you. Think about that, people. It's supposed to be. What, they're gonna want them to be like their little puppets. Pretty much. Pretty much. And <laughs> oh my god, that part. And again, it's it's people. It's like to compare the situation. We see what's going on in North Korea. We see how there are certain people placed into power. It's 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 all pretty much one big mindfuck, right? 
But um, Kim Jong-un has all the power there and he has people, subordinates under him. The way that he's able to get away with what he's doing is because he has people who he treats well and he basically, they basically can do whatever the fuck they want to as long as they're loyal to Kim Jong-un. It was the same thing in Germany when you had the whole Berlin Wall shit. The reason why that shit came down was because people decided, everybody, like everybody decided they were tired of this shit and they rose up and they did something about it. Now it gets to a point where the people who are shooting, now all of a sudden, it's not just like a couple of people, random strangers you may or may not know. When you, <laughs> you get deep enough, you see a family member, you see a friend, you see a neighbor, you see some shit, right? So if that same mentality was to be applied with the North Koreans, I'm sure shit would change, which shit would change fast and quick. That's what happened with the Berlin Wall. But in this situation, right? We already know how Americans are. <laughs> I just I can see this getting really yeah. ugly. I can see people abusing their power. I can see b- people being paid to abuse that power. And I can see people getting off. And I don't, uh, I don't, I don't really like it. I don't have too much faith in our government. I don't too have too much faith in our, our police officers, our law enforcement or anything like that. But I damn sure don't have any faith in rich people. Yeah. As soon as I seen this, nice. all I could think about was, and this already happens now, but the scale of it is so large, it's hard for people to notice. But what's going to happen, what I think is going to happen is there's going to end up being these, these, with this paramilitary group, these small communities of very wealthy people who have this yeah. wall of protection of security guards. And it might even be in an actual physical wall, like some kind of compound or something like that. But there's going to be this area of, protected wealthy people where they're keeping all the poor people out because the only way you can have the security yep. is by paying for them. So all the, it's going to be this buffer, you know? So, and that, that's already happening in America. It's just on such a large scale. People don't really, you know, and eventually, like you said, the, the people doing the security, unless they're becoming just as wealthy as the rich people, which wouldn't make sense because then, Who's going to be protecting the, the wealthy people? They can't let them get too wealthy, or else they're not going to be wealthy. So the security guards. Nope it's 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 close to it's 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 certain privileges come with this. You will never be like we are, but we'll give you the illusion that you can exactly. be right. So we'll let you in, and we'll let a few of you be rich, and we'll promise that to the rest of you. But what we want y'all to do is keep those fucking poor yep. people out. That's the, that's the game they're gonna that's play. Gonna, that's gonna happen, and it, it's gonna take a long time for them to realize that they're being played, just like it always does. They're gonna have so many, like what's happening to us. <laughs> this we're gonna have so many distractions that they're just gonna get into that that groove of being in the system and not even thinking about it, just going with it. Even though deep down inside they know that something is not right about what they're doing. But they're gonna continue to do yeah. it. And comfortable um, lie, uncomfortable truth. Which one do 
you. There we go. Most people go for the comfortable lie, which is why we have a whole bunch of, which is why social media is is the market that. Shout out is. to the Matrix. <laughs> I was watching that shit the other day. People don't want to live in the uncomfortable truth, you know, even though it will, it will truly no. set you free. You know what? To to that though, um, I don't know if you've ever met this dude. I won't say his name. I probably will, like after the podcast, right. but. Um, maybe he came like the sophomore year. So the reason why I'm saying this, people, is because Adam and I actually went to school together um, in Cali, and so that's that's how we know each other. Uh, but there's this dude who went to that school, right? Um, he he was African, like his parents are from Africa. I think he was from Africa as well. But like, <sighs> fuck. Come on, I want to hear this. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You did. Oh, see, like I didn't have to say. That's what I know what you're about to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna say that nigga name, but we were having a conversation one day, and I and I remember, I remember talking to him. He was like, "I don't, I don't mind living this in a society because he's, uh, bro. Okay, to describe him to you, to you guys, think of, um, I don't know if I can think of a person." No, I can't. I can't. Think of uh what's that nigga name? The one nigga uh with Trump and um he's the one black person. Carson. Ben Carson. Think of Ben Carson. Yeah. That's just that's that's the best explanation for how this dude is, who who he is and how he thinks. But think of Ben Carson when you think of him. Basically, I was having a conversation with him one day and I was like, look, there's a whole bunch of shit fucked up shit going on. And I would like to do something about it. I would like to change it. And I remember him telling me, he was like, I don't, I don't mind like not knowing shit or I don't mind like shit happening as long as I get my money, like I'm good. Yeah, I've heard that before. And I can't necessarily, I can't stand people with that mindset because money is a, money is a farce. Money is actually a farce yeah. in real life. Let me tell you how much of a farce it is. All you really need to be able to do as a human being is eat have shelter, and you're good. Everything else is a plus. It's a plus to have a car. It's a plus to have Netflix. It's a plus to have a phone. Like, you you don't really need that shit. You don't really need that shit. And if you feel like you do, there are other ways of getting it. Like, for example, let's say you had a community in which you had some people who could cut hair. You had another person who worked on cars. You have um, somebody else who owned the liquor store or some shit like that. I can guarantee you that society could function without necessarily having money. You just need I'm people with skills, like a, right? A little bit of like a communist right now. <laughs> Not necessarily. You know, but you don't, you don't need it. Like, honestly, the real skill we need to know and to, to figure out is farming. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the skill. And most of us don't have that skill. So if for whatever reason, shit wouldn't haywire and I don't know, like is there zombies or just like some crazy shit happens. The people who know how to farm and who know how to grow shit, they're going to survive. If you do not. I hope so. Because with 
companies like Monsanto doing what they do to these seeds. I don't know if that shit gonna grow. (laughs) It might not grow, you know? If it does, that's theirs. You know, they own it. So they might come and pick that shit up. Somewhere where it's unaffected, because only in America, well, not only, but in America is the biggest place where I, I know Monsanto has like their biggest reach. I know even in like some European countries, like they're banned. They're like, I don't, this isn't food and you're trying to kill people. I don't know what the fuck you're doing yeah. right now. So genetically modified organisms are banned in, I know in European it's countries. It says a lot about the ignorance banned. of Americans that we let Bro. the uh, company that created weapons for Vietnam, chemical weapons to be in charge of so much of our food. Our food, yo. Like our foods. The shit we put in our bodies and then wonder why we're so sick. Like we can't figure it out. We can't figure out why we're sick. <laughs> okay, everybody got cancer and nobody can figure out why. Yeah. Everybody's getting cancer. Everybody is allergic to nuts and shit, which weren't allergic Check before. Everybody's getting like 80 and like uh what else like um aspergers and just like random shit like that we're seeing more and more cases of it but we can't figure it out like this this we can't figure the shit out man ignorance is bliss ignorance is bliss but i don't want to be that ignorant person because then you allow you allow anything and everything to happen um people a lot of the general public is like that though and like like what you're saying about that dude that that went to losing your um, there I've heard people say that and because like I like watching like a lot of documentaries and stuff like that and I remember one time somebody told me, um, can we watch something else because I don't feel like thinking right now and I was like what <laughs> I was like I was like bitch what <laughs> what does that mean like how could you formulate that kind of sentence? And do you know what you're saying? Because you had to think about that to say that. So how do you not want to think? Like, well, I think that says a lot about people now. You know, like in her defense, I kind of get it because there's sometimes where I just I need a break, yeah. right? But I honestly think maybe she felt like she just didn't want to think at all. <laughs> From the way you've described that situation, it doesn't seem like she just wanted to think at all. Like she didn't want to think about that shit at all. And I can't. Me as a person, I can't rock with you if you're not if you're not about that life. Like or I'm, willing, yo, I'm really willing to put my life on the line so that shit like this doesn't happen or it just doesn't blindly happen. Just because throughout society, throughout history, what happens when people blindly follow? I will not blindly follow you, and if you are any kind of leadership position. You should want people to question you. It keeps you on your toes. It makes sure that you don't have a situation where, like, like Cuba did, or Cuba has, really, because like shit hasn't changed much. But you don't want to be in that kind of situation where there is someone literally telling you how much you can eat, how much you, where you can go, where you cannot go, and everybody has to stay there. What time to get up? What time to go to sleep? I'm. I would. I don't want to live in a world like that. I don't want to live in a society. So I much. I would much rather open myself up to those kind of documentaries, those books, 
basically any kind of information that will let me know, okay, so something is going on here. Some fuck yeah. shit is going on here, and we need to do something about it before it gets out of hand. But like, but people don't want to address like certain things that make them feel uncomfortable and stuff like that. Like, like on these college campuses and stuff, they uh they have these things like these safe spaces or whatever they're called. You know, like it's like people now are pussies for lack of a better term like they don't want they're too afraid to yeah. talk about certain things and if it makes them feel uncomfortable then it's like ah oh, no nah, i don't have to i don't want to deal with that you know you're making me feel uncomfortable that kind of sounds like our very first episode on cancel culture where we were talking about how everybody's very quick to be like oh i don't like what you're saying so shut up yep. it's like that's not exactly. that's not the kind of exactly. world i want to live in like i don't i may not like what you're saying but I'm going to say something back to you, right? Yeah. I'm going to let you know how I feel. I'm not just going to tell you to shut up, though. It's not that kind of situation. Yeah, I hope, I hope people soon get over this, this wave of being so sensitive so much on, on certain topics, on all topics, really, because like you were saying earlier, when you hear the other side's opinion, you get to see how they think and why they think that way. And that's very... Uh, like eye-opening, you know, it's it's enlightening. Right, and then in in that you can be, you are able to combat it to a degree. Like you're able to be like, okay, I understand, I understand, yeah. I see what's going on here, here, and here, and here's how I can combat it instead of just trying to shut everything down all the time. Yeah, right. Like that's that doesn't work because you think you have shut it down. And then all of a sudden some shit comes and it's coming at you full force and you're like, how did this happen? Like that, that's one of the reasons why going back to the conversation we were having earlier about freedom of press and freedom of speech, I would much rather have that information out there than not have it out there at all. And then I don't know about it. And then I, then there's nothing that I can do about it because it, it's gotten to such a force and to such a degree that it's taken on a life of its own. Yeah, like that's snowballs, not, you know, like it's a snowball effect right and that's not that's not the kind of world again that's not the kind of situation that you want to be in because now you're playing on defense but you don't know anything about the other side you have no fucking idea yep. so you're you're blindly at that point and i'm not i'm not with that not at all yeah but i definitely agree we gotta change that the whole thing that whole narrative but it's getting <laughs> getting close to the ending. We got about ten more minutes, so I'm gonna shout out this um, our social media. Check us out on Twitter at perplexing underscore gin, and then on um, Instagram, same thing, perplexing underscore gin, and on YouTube at perplexing generation. Just check us out, like, comment, give us some feedback, subscribe, all that shit. We appreciate it. Also, um, I I said this last last episode, but it's going to be um, I'm just give y'all a book. You don't have to read it within a week or anything of that nature, but it's just a book out there um, just to help elevate yourselves. Um, this this week is uh, Ego is the Enemy. It's a really good book. Y'all should really check it out. But Ego is the Enemy. I forgot. I think the the author is Ryan Holiday, but let me check that real quick. 
so that we know. There you go. I just want to say also thank you to anybody that uh, followed us and all that stuff. Slowly building up our following and everything. Appreciate all that shit. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate y'all for... Um, and by the way, the, uh, the author's name is Ryan Holiday. He's the same... He's the dude that helped um, do research for books like The 48 Laws of Power um, yeah. and The Art of War. Yeah, so the dude's, the dude's legit. Like he He understands research and how to break things down and how to really con contextualize things. So y'all should check out his book, Ego is the Enemy. All right. Uh, I think I think that's all. I don't have any anything to promote really or nothing like that. Um, neither do I. Oh, last thing is um, consistently educate yourself. Um, oh, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, educate yourself. Don't be afraid to learn about something new or don't be afraid for your um, opinion to be challenged. That's the only way we learn and that's the only way we grow. But yeah, just just educate yourself. And, and knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. All right, peace. All right. And we out. <laughs>